So today's podcast is going to be about a couple of things that happened these past two weeks in R&B news. One of the saddest things that happened is that R&B singer Jesse Powell passed away. He passed away on September 12th of this year. It's always sad news when you hear these amazing singers who pass away. And Jesse Powell, he gave us such, such an amazing song. The song is called You. It seems like, you know, when that song got released, it was played every week on traditional R&B stations. And it's such a great song by him. And it's it's also a very hard song to sing. I remember when I was a teenager and these male singers would go on, you know, like, um, what was it? Like the Showtime at the Apollo when they would sing this song, like they always would get booed. <laughs> it is such a hard song to sing. And, you know, Jesse, he was discovered by um, Lowell Silas. For those of you who are aren't familiar with Silas, he was a uh, mega producer in the 80s and the 90s that started Silas Records. He discovered Shante Moore. Um, he also had Aaron Hall on the record label, and he helped bring Kiki Wyatt and super producer Tricky Stewart like to the forefront. When I heard about Jesse Powell's passing, like everyone else, you know, I I looked up the song on Spotify and decided to just kind of give his album a listen. And as I was listening to um, the album, I decided to look at the charts. You know, I decided to kind of go to Billboard and some of these music historical charts and just see like what was happening at the time. And the thing is, you know, Jesse, he kind of held his own. There was some pretty big R&B male singers out at the time and they were rocking it you know r kelly was out maxwell had that song fortunate tyrese had sweet lady you know a classic r&b song by him you know what's interesting when that song came out it just seemed like if you were like an r&b singer that like wanted a record deal that was the song to sing that was the standard if you could sing this you could sing anything and the song, you know, it, it peaked at number two on the R&B charts and it got to like number 10 on the Billboard 100 charts. So, you know, that that says a lot for that that song. And what's interesting is that the song was actually on his first album, but I guess, you know, it just didn't get enough attention and they decided to put it on the second album. I guess they thought, you know what, let's go for another round and see if we can strike it gold. And they did. That was Jesse Powell's You. Yeah, classic. I kind of have a funny story with this song. I had a friend of mine. We were riding in the car and the song was playing and he told me, he was like, you know, Fez, um, I, I, I sing this song at my sister's wedding. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, that's what's up. And we got to his apartment and he pulled out his phone and he showed me him singing this song at his sister's wedding. 
And I remember just, you know, watching him and, and, and listening to him perform this song. And guys, you probably already know where this is headed. He he sounded like shit. I mean, he really did. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him that his voice. Um, the, the, the thing is, if you don't have like great, what is it called? Like, like voice control, control over your voice, you know, air control. This song is not easy to sing. And to top it off, you know, my friend, he kind of had a um, Caribbean accent. So it just it just did not it just didn't sound good. And guys, I just didn't have the heart to tell him, like, yeah, you you need some vocal training. You know, there's a there's a crack in the foundation. But I, I just didn't have the heart to tell him that. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, that speaks to how great this song is. There's a part in this song where he is holding that note. I don't know for how long, but it's long. And he sounds so good seeing it. So, yeah, guys, um, you know, I, I hope Jesse knows that, you know, he was he was loved and he was admired and he gave us such a great song at that time. Yeah. Let's get into some other news. Our girl Myra Carey has re-released her album Butterfly. It's the 25th anniversary of the album. And I I had a chance to listen to the album. I didn't listen to all of the tracks. I just kind of went straight to the songs that she kind of repurposed. And one of the songs she did with Brandy, it's called The Roof, When I Feel the Need. And as I was listening to it, I was like, well, where's where's Brandy? I don't I don't hear her. And then I, I, I re-listened to it again and I was like, oh, there's Brandy. She's she's she she's singing and then you realize that their voices sound quite similar to each other i sometimes forget you know when when mariah sings in her lower register she sounds very similar to brandy especially like those background vocals i was just like oh wow yeah i love that i love when singers come together and not so much that they sound similar to each other but you can kind of tell they're 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 kind of like having a vibe with each other and they're singing and they're kind of intertwining their vocals. I love that on this track. Something else that is a treat to me. One of my favorite songs on this album is 4th of July. I love that song. It reminds me of the song that she did on her Daydream album. Um, I cannot remember the name right now, but it'll, it'll come to me. But on the 4th of July, she strips out the instrumentation and so it's just the acapella and it sounds so good. So I'm going to play that and I'm going to kind of talk about that song. There's a part in that song, guys. It is so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful parts on that song. So let's let's check it out. That was 4th of July. It's such a classic. The song that I could not remember that's similar to this, Underneath the Stars, that was on the um, Daydream album. But this song, yeah, it sounds amazing. There's a part towards the end of the song where it gives me shivers. Let me play it real quick. When it's me, 
I love that part in the song. And I know what you guys are saying. Oh yeah, that's 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 Mariah's, you know, that's her high note. That's her trademark. But you know, no one's really kind of like describe what that is. You know what that is to me? That's like an angel coming from up above and it like sweeps you away on top of a rooftop. That's what that is. Like <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that part, I got like goosebumps like on my hands and I was just like that is something else. That's that's it's it's more than just, you know, a, a high note. And she places it in such a great part in the song. There's like this build up and she just kind of just goes for it and it sounds amazing. It sounds like a beautiful banshee <laughs> coming out and just kind of whisking you away. You know, it's so funny because I think on her on her cover, on one of the covers, it, she kind of was like like turning her body in a position and her hair. It looks like a gust of wind. That's what that looks like. That's what that sounds like. Like a gust of wind is just kind of taking you away. And I love that. I had a chance to read the meaning of Mariah Carey. And there's a part in the first chapter of the book where she's walking with her friend Maureen and they're walking down the street and Mariah began to like sing something and her friend Maureen turned to her and her friend Maureen said this. She said, when you sing, it sounds like there are instruments with you. There's music all around your voice. She said it like a proclamation, almost like a prayer. And that is so true, guys. Like, I don't know too many singers that when they sing, it's like melodies are like following them. Harmonies are are all around them. And Mariah, yeah, she, that is something else. That's something that came from up above and was given to her. Yeah, check out um, Mariah Carey's 25th anniversary of, of the Butterfly album. I will be doing like a podcast on the entire album, but not right now. I didn't have any intentions of, of, of doing it. There's other podcasts I want to get to, but I will be doing um, a podcast about the Butterfly album and just kind of just talking about Mariah Carey in general. Um, but yeah, let's get into some other news. Let's talk about Tank. Yeah, let's 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 get into him. In May 2021, Tank's life was changed when he was hit by hearing loss. So I suffer from sudden sensory neural hearing loss and it's something that the doctors can't totally explain they house or wise um, even in terms of the treatment at this point i've pretty much lost all the hearing in my right ear and um, i suffer from vertigo depending on when it wants to show up in my right ear i hear like just a constant water movement. That's what I hear. I can somewhat relate to what Tank is going through. I remember about five or seven years ago, I woke up one day and my ear ears sounded like, you know how when you put your ear to a seashell and it sounds like you're listening to the ocean? That's what my ears sounded like. That's what the sound I was hearing. And I kind of freaked out. And I remember just thinking, well, maybe I'm... I don't know, maybe I'm sick or, or something. And it did it it wouldn't go away. And I kind of freaked out about it. You know, I did kind of like the typical thing, which is kind of like go to WebMD <laughs> and find out like why is my ear 
sounding like the ocean is coming out of it. And I was searching and searching, and then I think I found what it was. And actually, I was I was correct. It's called Meniere's disease. It's a disorder of the inner ear that can lead to dizzy spells, vertigo, and hearing loss. In most cases, Meniere's disease affects only one ear. Meniere's disease can occur at any age, but it usually starts between young and middle age. And then I was doing some research and it said that I needed to talk to a, um, a ENT doctor. This is a doctor that specializes in the ears, the nose and the throat. So I went to the doctor and the doctor was telling me, you know, there's really no cure for it. And I was just like, excuse me, <laughs> what you mean? There's no cure for it. Um, he said he's, he he looked at my ears and he said I don't see anything wrong. Um, but he said possibly you may have too much liquid like in your ears and so forth. So he said we're gonna give you some pills, some water pills, and we're gonna see if that's going to fix it. You know, it's gonna uh, alleviate it and so forth. I got the pills. And literally, like within like three to five days, it went away. And I was like, thank God, because I could not imagine, especially someone that like loves listening to music. I can't imagine going through life with that disability. It would have drove me mad. Um, So I, I feel for Tank. I really do. It sounds like he's made peace with it. His right ear is completely shut off. And he revealed that he was somewhat, you know, kind of nervous about doing music. And he said that when he performed at the Essence Music Festival, um, he did okay. He did great. He revealed on his R&B Money podcast that he recently went to see Usher and Anita Baker was there. And I'm going to play that clip because it's so good. So let me play that. At the Usher show and... Anita Baker's there. Anita sees me and she says, oh my God, come here, come here. Wow. And she says, we can't lose you. (gasps) Don't do that to me after I had some sips of champagne. And I was like, I was, hold up. Mm. No, that's a lot. That's that, cause that's what I'm, that's. I got tissue on deck, you want? Mm. (laughs) No, just sip. Just sip. That's what I'm doing. And that hit me so differently. Her saying that to me and me not even knowing that me retiring would even reach. And when she said that, like, I didn't know what to say. That is so good. I love that Anita Baker reached out to him and said, no, 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 Tank, it's, it's, it's not time yet. It's just, it's just not time yet. Yeah. I love that. You know, and sometimes, guys, I think, you know, we we take these singers, these entertainers for granted. And we always think that, you know, they're going to be around. They're going to do another tour. I remember even now. I still regret not seeing Michael, Whitney, Prince. Oh, God, I'm still mad I didn't see Prince. And Prince was here in Atlanta just before he passed away. And I remember just thinking, you know what? These these entertainers, these legends, they're not always going to be around. And I think, you know, Tank, he needed that. He needed that hug. He needed that, you know, reassurance. It also kind of reminds me when Tony Braxton announced her retirement. And, you know, at the time, Prince 
and I think it was like Madonna and Babyface, they reached out to her. They were like, ah, no, it's not time yet. You know, like, don't give up. Keep going. Sing to your last dying breath for us. We need it. And Tank, you know, we need, we need more R&B male singers out there. We really do. Keep going. Don't give up. Yeah. I love that. I haven't had a chance to listen to Tank's new album, but I'm going to. He's doing a collaboration with, I cannot remember her name. Her last name is Isley. I think she's like the daughter of one of the Isley brothers. I cannot wait to listen to that track. I can't wait to listen to the album. Um, But yeah, guys, check out Tank's new album, R&B Money. And also check out his podcast. It's so good. Yeah, let's get into some other news. I want to talk about Holly Bailey. You know, she's playing the Little Mermaid I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about it, right? There's a whole bunch of controversy over her being, you know, a black woman playing the Little Mermaid, even though the Little Mermaid is not real. (laughs) And it's a couple things. Something went viral last week where this little girl is watching the the trailer for it. And I'm going to play that and then I'm going to get into some things. That little girl is so adorable. (laughs) She really is. You know, when I watch the clip, it's from TikTok. So when you go to my transcript, you'll be able to click on it and and watch the video and then like read the comments. They're like all over the place. But yeah, that little girl that's watching the trailer for The Little Mermaid. um, I don't think she's saying like she sounds like Whitney Houston. I think she's saying like her voice is just as beautiful as Whitney Houston's um especially at the very end it yeah I was like yeah yeah she's she's got the chops for it and I hope I hope that this film I hope that Disney like really knocks it out of the park with this one like I there's a part of me that's like I hope it happens like how we saw Black Panther you know how we saw it and and we thought it was amazing and it was great and we walked out of the movie theaters and then we got right back in line and we watched it again. Or, you know, we brought our cousins and our uncles and aunties to come see it and so forth. Yeah, I really hope that Disney um, makes an amazing film behind it. But the thing is, you know, I, I went to go watch the trailer on YouTube and the controversy is like the trailer's gotten like a million dislikes. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, all these racist people. Um and there's so many layers to it. It's so many. I've read so many articles and I've I've read the commentaries and I was just like, I could probably write a book <laughs> on this particular topic. But I was watching um, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show and he really like articulates 
how I feel and I think a lot of us feel about the comments um, that's been thrown at her. So I'm going to play that and then I'm going to wrap it up. You know, every time one of these, like, internet outrage things happens about which character is being played by whom and people get angry, I would get it if people had good faith arguments, but you can tell that people are just using these moments to disguise a discriminatory idea and like, a, like you know, a racism that they hold. It's some, you know, it's, it's like, it's your thing. You know, people are gonna act like, oh no, the Little Mermaid, I'm here because I'm a Little Mermaid uh, purist. I, uh... <laughs> And come up with all these bullshit answers. They'd be like, you, you know, you look at the history of the Little Mermaid. I, I'm sorry, the history of the Little Mermaid? You mean the imagination of the Little Mermaid? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at it, it's like, yeah, if you, if you were a fan, you would have known that Disney had long created Black Mermaids. Like, they did this, they spin off all their movies. They've had tons of them. They had like a Black Mermaid. She did sign language. It used to be a cartoon when we were kids. People don't care about it. They're like, it, it, it's, it's never, it's never happened. It's, it's just, just, look, here's the thing. It's not about race, it's just about realism. I, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then it's ironic that they try and use representation as the argument the other way around, you know? So they will say, uh, it, it's, it's not about representation. It shouldn't, who cares who plays the role? All that matters is the best person gets the job. And it's like, have you heard Halle Bailey sing? <laughs> have you heard her sing? You, you're gonna tell me the best person? Like, who do you think they got for, you think Disney is just out there in the street like you? Come, let's go. <laughs> you think they play games like that? It is the best person for the job. You're angry about who the best person was. That's what you're angry about. And it's like, no, but the, but the Little Mermaid, she means so much, and I, I don't deny that. I don't deny that it must have been amazing for any red-haired little girl to see the Little Mermaid. It must have been amazing, it's a beautiful experience. But the movie's still there. You get what I'm saying? It's not gone. You can't not watch it. It hasn't been burned. It is still there. You can still watch it and you can enjoy it. I do all the time. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, Trevor Noah, he, he knocks it out of the park about the comments, about Holly Bailey and playing the Little Mermaid. And it's so crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what, what, what argument makes me the most, like, angry about. I think it's like he mentioned it on his show, you know, uh, you know, it's about the best person they should find to play the part. And, and Trevor says, it's, it's, you're just mad that it's a black woman that's playing the part. And she really is the best person for her. I can't think of anyone else that has an amazing voice that can do those songs justice. And the thing is, like you said, you can go to Disney Plus right now and watch The Little Mermaid. What is it like nine ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine a month? <laughs> you can go watch it <laughs> as many times as you want. It doesn't detract from the original. If anything, you should get excited. Like you know, they're making a real life version of the animation that we watched as kids. But yeah, like I said, you know, I hope Disney knocks it out of the park. I think they will. I really do. It looks great. But yeah, guys, that's. It. I could probably go on and on about The Little Mermaid and Holly Bailey, but I value you guys' time. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's it. And before I go, I'm going to ask that you guys kind of like do me a favor. Can you guys go to Spotify? Can you guys go to um, Apple Podcasts and give my show five-star ratings? Whatever. It, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, this has been so much fun doing this and just talking about R&B music and what's going on and so forth. Um yeah, future podcasts, you know, I'm going to 
finally talk about like the reason why I'm doing this. And then also I'm going to talk about um, some other things that are coming up and so forth. I cannot wait to start doing video podcasts. It's coming. I'm literally getting the setup ready in my office and I'm kind of turning it into like a mini studio and so forth. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. But yeah, enjoy the week and don't let them stress you out too much. And I will hear from you guys later.